Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It's Thursday afternoon. Hope you'll join both Corey Banky and myself later this evening for the season finale of Packer Transplants Live. But in the meantime, it's called Packers Daily. I try to do these daily. I know I've missed a few on days that we've had transplants, but a lot of that's been due to the uh, schedule here at LiveX. But here to talk some Packers and here to say, you know, the Packers are heading into obviously a very significant offseason. They're always fraught with uh, choices that could push the franchise in a direction or another, etc. But we all know this is a very, very tenuous moment between what they want to do with Aaron Rodgers, where they want to go with Jordan Love, the fact that Mark Murphy getting towards the end of his tenure and the mandated retirement age of 70. He's only a few years out. So what they do this offseason at the quarterback position probably reflects pretty strongly on Murphy on his way out the door. Now, I say this all to bring up the point that history, if you look at the 100-plus year history of the Green Bay Packers, history is on Green Bay's side only because they have history to guide them. You know, I understand that there are times when this team has made some uh, unwise, unsound choices as to where they want to go with either the superstar quarterback uh, or um, just as a franchise in general. But with the breadth of history they have to draw from and the fact that they do have strong leadership at the top, starting with Mark Murphy, I feel pretty confident. I feel pretty good that the long-term uh, kind of lens will be trained on this decision. And I understand that there are reasons to want to bring Aaron Rodgers back. Uh, there were last year for sure. There are this year as well. But I think most people would agree that this feels like the right time. Now, obviously, feelings can't play a major role when you're making not only a decision as to how to build your roster, but certainly your expenditures, what you're paying out. Um, Rodgers is going to be owed a whole lot of money if he comes back. These are all things that are going to be part of the conversation, but I feel pretty pretty strongly that uh, the Packers will make the right choice only because they have a lot of history to draw from. And the fact that it's not going to be, say, the board making the decision, the executive board, the executive committee, or the board of directors we're, are not going to be involved in this decision. In the history of the Green Bay Packers, you know that has not exactly always been the case. So... History is on the Packers' side here, mostly because it will inform their decision-making, in my eyes. Good to see everybody in the comments section. Hello, TKM is at his post. That's always good. Morning from Melbourne, Australia. What's up, Sam? How are you, buddy? Oz is here. What's up, Oz? How are you? <laughs> is this chat declassified or classified? None of them are classified, sir. They're all very public. What up, Nags? Need Goot and Ball to get that coaxium refined to boost this team back into the playoffs hashtag solo yeah that was a tweet i put out there from a uh, chart that i had found about teams and their relative kind of cap health and the packers were the team closest to the quadrant that or it were definitely in the quadrant but they were the closest to the words cap hell and i said all i see is the falcon escaping the maw and getting ready to hit light speed so I mean, obviously, uh, the Packers have kicked that can, and they did so for the last two or three years, trying to win another championship with Aaron Rodgers. But again, as I was saying, with history being what it is, 
I think the Packers are about to pull out of all that. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say they're ready to like hit hyperspace and win a Super Bowl with, say, Jordan Love at quarterback next year. But I think they're ready to kind of set themselves on a new path. Callum, how are you, man? It's good to see you. It's funny you ask about Chelsea. I just tweeted. Uh, Chelsea doing their best uh, to make the Packers season look like a raging success. Chelsea's hard to watch, man. Very hard to watch. Um, good day from London. Good day from New York City. Hope you're doing well. Jeezy baby, thanks for the super chat. I think Rodgers has 59,515,000 reasons to play next year. You think they bring Tunyon back? Or what's the future for tight end? I think there's a decent chance Tunyon is back on a pretty team-friendly deal. Um, it's no, you know, no question that he improved greatly as far as what he looked like on the field, his production, um, the first kind of, I'm sorry, the last like three games or so, really started to seem and look like the Bobby Tunyon of old, the pre-injury Tunyon. Um, that said, it doesn't have a ton of production that's going to, probably garner huge interest out on the market. I think the Packers will probably let him hit free agency. Although who knows, we could see them re-sign him prior to the start of the new league year. But I think they probably let him go out there and see what the market is, letting him know, hey, if you don't like what you see out there, come on back on a team-friendly rate, obviously. Uh, Tyler, thanks for the super chat. Badger discourse going to drive Corey insane this offseason. Here's to hoping both Wisconsin teams are contending this fall. Luke Fickle got me hyped. I saw they had a big commit today, didn't they? I, I don't know anything other than that because uh, I don't really follow. But I know uh, uh, Twitter was uh, all a Twitter with uh, some kind of commit. So, hey, shout out Luke Fickle. That's awesome. And you're right. It is 1,000% going to drive Corey insane. <laughs> Oh, Lear asks on Facebook, any upcoming transplants finale scheduled? Why? Yes, sir. If you look on my page right there on Facebook, you'll see uh, we'll be kicking off the finale tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Lambo time. So join us right uh, on the YouTube page. Uh, we will undoubtedly have things to say about all of it. Oh, New York Cheesehead, that's adorable. Bring Rogers back and start love. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Lord, that's amazing. Could I see them trying to trade for Waller again? I mean, they keep trying. So maybe, you know, I doubt it. But you never know. Never say never. I would think, you know, Brian likes a player. He usually keeps after it until he gets the player. So anything's possible. Todd asks, does Crosby retire? My hunch is yes, but that's all it is, is a hunch. Um, I my, my total guesswork here, but I think he retires, yes. Uh, we'll we'll find out probably here in the upcoming weeks. Too old for this. Thanks to the Super Chat. If Rodgers does leave, does he have to sell his ownership of the Bears or does it pass down to Jordan Love based on merit? Um, I do not believe those uh, ownership stakes are transferable. Uh, Jordan Love will have to um, get in on his own. Packer Josh, thanks to the Super Chat. Seen talking how the Packers are a one-win team with Love at quarterback. If that's the case, when we get a new QB in the draft, Rodgers can't play forever. Yeah, the, you can safely ignore anyone says they're a one-win team with Love at QB. I mean, they're certainly going to be a very different team 
with Jordan Love at QB. There's no question about that. Um, but yeah, one win is definitely a little ridiculous. Um, but yes, if they start Love and he's terrible, um, yes, there's every chance that they have, are in position then to draft a new new quarterback. Um, what else we got here? Uh, how do you think A.J. Dillon did this year? I feel like he didn't take the step that we all wanted. Tim, I agree. I think he fits into this really unfortunate narrative with a lot of guys across the roster, most of them actually on the defensive side of the ball, but Dillon was definitely one of them on the offensive side of guys who we've seen play at a much higher level that didn't really reach that standard in 2022. You know, whether you're talking about A.J., whether you're talking about Devondre Campbell, um, certainly Rasul Douglas at the early part of the year. Um, you know, I think you can point to a number of different guys who really didn't take the step that was anticipated, especially for the younger players. Um, you talk about AJ, you really thought he was about to kind of explode onto the scene and that never really materialized. Now I've talked about it here and on watch party. I think some of that is the way they've utilized him, but I will say there were certainly a number of occasions where he had opportunities that he didn't take full advantage of. Um, there were a number of times when he had very similar, you know, types of carries or styles of, you know, check down throws or what have you that he just did not make the most of in the way that he had in years previous. So I don't know what that's about. I think, again, not just for AJ, but for any number of guys on this roster who, for whatever reason, did not take the steps that were kind of expected of them. Uh, maybe that's hard look in the mirror time. Maybe that's a look for the coaching staff, how they're being utilized. But certainly any number of guys, including AJ, are going to have to, uh, you know, step it up next year and get back to that standard. Because here's the other thing. I don't think AJ lost it or doesn't, you know, can't do it. Um, we've seen him do it a couple years in a row. This year, though, certainly a down year for AJ. No, no question about it. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Oh, I love it when Vikings fans come in here. Beating the Vikings was your Super Bowl. No, 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 no. The, the real Super Bowls were our Super Bowls. We've won four of them and 14 championships, if you want to use an asterisk, 13 by the book. Um, that's not anything you'd know about, of course. You know, that empty trophy case there at uh, the Bird Killer Stadium. So it, it's cool, man. It's cool that you think that was our Super Bowl. It was a great game. I enjoyed it, but uh, certainly nothing close to a Super Bowl. I've seen my team, it with my own eyes, win two Super Bowls. Again, not anything that you would be familiar with. So 
I understand. I get it. I get the confusion. Cheeto, thanks for the super chat. The end of the season is so depressing. I should probably get back to those house projects I put on hold. Looking forward to Cheese at TV next season. Well, man, I understand sometimes it's best if you just step away. Some of us can't help it, you know, and we just keep talking Packers throughout the offseason, regardless of what's going on and how depressing the end of the season is, which, yeah, it was. But look, I mean, you want to get real about it because um, I was asked about it on the radio this morning. Look, in the pantheon of heartbreaking ends to a Packers season, this one doesn't even register, really. I mean, seriously. Yeah, they went 8-9. and nine. Yeah, it's a disappointing end. But, yeah, they reverted to the form that we'd seen them play at pretty much first half of the season. Yes, they went on this run and we got excited. But it wasn't really that shocking to see them lose that game. That's nowhere near as painful or as hurtful as some of the NFC Championship game losses. Obviously, the number one will always be 2014. But losing in the Super Bowl to the Broncos, like there are a number of games that I can point to that hurt exponentially more than the end of this season. So, you know, and I, I understand it doesn't help it, doesn't make it easier, but um, yeah, in the pantheon of pain, this doesn't even really register. TKM, thanks for the super chat. Spidey senses have me worried. Jordan Love will be traded for another quarterback car plus a first, possibly more. Too many teams need a QB. Thanks, Nags. Pappies. I, I can't imagine that that's the route the Packers go uh, for no other reason than they're not going to trade for Carr's contract, but um, they invested three years in Jordan Love. I can't fathom them turning around and then trading him away just as he's ready to start playing. I just don't see it. Now, of course, Nagler's never right, so we'll see. Devontae, he's on this tip. Thanks for the super chat. Love trade to another team equals villain origin story. <laughs> I don't think you're alone there, man. I know. I feel you. Some of us just live Packers year-round. Sandy, you understand. We're right here. I get it. Do I think the Lions game saved Savage? Played well, but I'm on the fence. Oh, Nick, I don't think... Well, I mean, saved or not, he's not going anywhere. They picked up his fifth-year option. I can't imagine they're just going to turn around and cut him, even if they did have to kind of reduce his playing time, i.e. bench him at some point this year. Um, yeah, no, I don't think... I think the last kind of month helped him out exponentially when they had to start kind of playing him a little bit more. That nickel roll, he looked much better. There were still things, you know, times he was taking advantage of, et cetera. But yeah, for the most part, I thought he found a spot, found a role, probably one much more suited to his ability. That nickel near the slot, near the line of scrimmage, seemed much more comfortable down there. Um, we'll see what they do, you know, coming out the gate next season. I'm sure they'll experiment with stuff throughout the offseason and then in training camp. But, yeah, I don't think he needed saving. I think he was going to be here next year regardless. But um, he certainly you got to feel a bit more confident about his ability and how he fits, given that, yeah, he played much better down the stretch. And certainly that last game uh, was probably his best game of the year. Robert, thanks for the super chat. Hey, Nags, what are the positives and negatives of 12 either staying or going? Oh, baby. Um, man, I don't know. It's a bit of a list. But positives are that you, know, you get a chance to kind of right the wrong, so to speak, of this season post-Avante world. Uh, you've got a year under your belt with Dobbs, Watson, and company. You can make whatever adjustments you need to make that make him comfortable in the red zone. Um, 
negatives are you probably waste your first round pick on Jordan Love and the development of Jordan Love that you've put time and energy into for the last three years. And that if he starts next year, it's fourth year. Um, the longer he stays around, the more painful that uh, cap situation is going to be when he does eventually leave, either by a trade or retirement. Um, this season, it's not pretty, but it, it's manageable. Next offseason, it gets real dark. So, you know, there there are a few, probably a few others that I'm forgetting. But, uh, you know, and then also, he's about to hit 40 years old. You got a 40-year-old QB running your offense the next winter when he's already looked old and cold the last three winters. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't view that as much of a positive as uh, Mike would have said. Johnny Rivers, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. I can't see Goot trading Rodgers. Decent chance he'll they'd be paying him $40 million to win a Super Bowl for someone else one year after extension. Optics would not be good. See, I I, I don't know, man. I, I totally get what you're saying, but do we really think Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, he of I've got to have this offense completely designed around my kind of desire to th- work in a certain way is going to walk in anywhere in one year and take a team to the Super Bowl with just, I mean, yeah, sure. Somebody, maybe someone's loaded with weapons and lets him completely direct the offense, but are those wide receivers going to be on the same page with him instantly within that first season, the way he demands them to be? I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe you prove us all wrong. 40 year old Aaron Rodgers going out on top guns a blazing. It'd be crazy. It'd be a great story, but I don't know, man. I just have a hard time imagining that scenario. Uh, but maybe the Packers don't. Thoughts on the direction of the first round pick of the NFL draft? I see them picking a good player. I don't know, man. It's way too early for draft talk. Come at me in a week or two or at the combine. Uh, but, you know, needs are obvious. I think safety is a need yet again. Um, I'm always good adding defensive linemen, you know, Dean Lowry is set to be, um, a free agent, I believe. And I know they've utilized, uh, some draft capital at the position already, but you can never have too many big men to control the line of scrimmage, especially when your run defense is as porous as the backers has been. Um, I don't doubt they'll probably take another wide receiver now first round. I doubt it. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll get closer and we get a better idea of what the uh, draft is actually shaping up to look like. New York cheese said, I think Rogers wants to retire a Packer and not go to another team. I completely agree. 1000% think that is part of the driver of these conversations that he's having with the Packers, you know, like it's been reported, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday, he was meeting with the Packers, uh, various <laughs> conversations being had. I have to think one of the things that, he is reiterating, as he has said publicly many times, is that he, his main driving desire is to you know, retire as a member of the Green Bay Packers and to only have played for one team throughout his entire career. You know, And, hey, I dig that, man. I get it. Just don't know if uh, it's going to happen in Green Bay this year uh, with the Packers signing off on it. We shall see. Uh, Lions better than Vikes. Convince me otherwise. I mean, they're a tough-ass team. There's no doubt about it. I I mean, as far as who's better, I'd probably go with the Lions, but it's not like the Vikings don't have a boatload of talent. 
You know, I think the Lions have a slightly better defense, but both their defenses are pretty, pretty terrible. Uh, you'd never know that given by the Packers' uh, performance on Sunday night. But uh, I think, yeah, I think the Lions are obviously a tougher team and a, a kind of more fundamentally sound team. And those those teams are always hard. That's always a tough out, week in and week out, no doubt about it. All right, buddy, I'm going to have to get going. Can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. I'll be live with Corey at 6 p.m. Eastern on the YouTube channel. So please join us for the season finale of Packer Transplants Live. We'll go over the gut-wrenching loss to the Lions. We'll uh, look ahead and see what the offseason holds and uh, obviously talk all things green and gold. So please do me a monster favor. Hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. See you at Transplants. Go Pack Go.